Welcome to Election Connection. This is Jerry Goldfeder. Well, it's all over but the shouting. The presidential electors are due to meet. On December 14th, they will convene in their state capitals and vote for president and vice president of the United States. They will fill out what we call certificates of ascertainment, place them in envelopes, seal those envelopes, and send them to the president of the United States Senate, who in this case happens to be Vice President Michael Pence. And then at 1 p.m. on January 6th, with Vice President Pence presiding, the House of Representatives and the United States Senate will meet in joint session to tally the electoral votes. The Vice President will open the sealed envelopes from the states in alphabetical order, starting with Alabama and ending with Wyoming. He will then hand the certificates to tellers who will dutifully record the votes. And unless there are some objections or so-called faithless electors, we know how this movie ends. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will each receive 306 electoral college votes. Donald Trump and Mike Pence will each receive 232. And then Vice President Michael Pence will stand before Congress and declare that Biden and Harris are elected and Trump and he were defeated. Thus the majesty of peaceful succession of this, our 59th presidential election. And the new president and vice president will be sworn in at noon on January 20th. Everyone has focused their attention on Trump, his refusal to concede whether he will attend the inauguration and if he will actually even leave the White House. He will leave and I predict he'll even attend the swearing-in. But what about Pence? Shouldn't we feel a little sympathy for him? After all, he's the one who has to stand before the United States Congress on January 6th and announce that he lost. Of course, he won't be the first to have to suffer through this indignity. Remember Vice President Al Gore? He too had to stand before the United States Congress and announce that he had lost that George Bush had beaten him. Vice President Hubert Humphrey had to do the same when he lost to Richard Nixon for president in 1968. And Richard Nixon, eight years earlier, had to announce that John Kennedy had beaten him. As hard as it will be for Pence, it shows that our democratic institutions endure. Peaceful succession is our norm, unlike many countries around the globe. And ultimately, isn't that what makes our nation so exceptional? So in the coming days, we can finally focus our attention on the last few steps of this presidential election. The meeting of the electors on December 14th, the tallying of the votes by the Congress on January 6th, and of course, the swearing in of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on January 20th. See you next time.